My name is Jenna. I won't tell you my last name. I mean, I could. It isn't dangerous for you to know or anything. I just don't think it's particularly relevant. Look, my last name isn't the point. The point is, over 20 years ago, I walked into a scholastic book fair, and what I discovered there changed my life forever. It's Garrett. My last name is Garrett, okay? Welcome to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. Hey, everybody. Hello. How How is everyone on this fine... Hang on, I'm going to look out the window. Sunny Sunday morning. It's Fantastic. I guess I could have just seen the glow of light coming through on my screen, but that would make too much sense, huh? It can still be bright, but rainy. That's true, but yeah, the light quality is such that it is probably not cloudy, and it isn't. And that is us talking about the weather. Yeah. (laughs) We have gotten some rain. I don't know that I would qualify it as a lot, but it's been consistently drizzly for a few days. Seen at least two people throw fits over the rain down where you guys are, so... I bless the rain down where we guys are. <laughs> I'm glad you went that way because I definitely started singing that song in my head. Well, I do what I can. So, do we want to talk about some animorphs? Yeah. Animal morphers. Animorphs. Andalite bandits. We did the forgotten. We did do the forgotten. Yes, book 11. Our third Jake book. I did start wondering. I was like, is this the first book we've had since he's been a Yerk? Yes. Yeah. Unless you count his scenes in the Megamorphs, I think, technically would have been (laughs) post-Yerk. Right? That was after. Yeah. Yeah. We never talk about the picture in the book. We don't. In fact, sometimes I forget to look at it. This was not one of those times. Last, The last one actually showed, like, the foot design for Eric, which... I meant to mention it last week and totally, totally spaced. I thought about mentioning it, but my comment would have been, I don't know how they stand on that unless there's some sort of gyroscope in their torso for balance. It's possible. Yeah. This is a jaguar in the rainforest. So yeah, I guess it's kind of one of those things of like, Tim, do you look at this and go, what the fuck's going on? Or do you just well, kind of skip over it? Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like Alex. Like I, I sometimes, I didn't look at it this week, but last week I did. And I was very, very like, what? Before I read the book, because I just, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what it was. So basically we're having this conversation a week late. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. I have this vague recollection that as the books go on, maybe those pictures get a little more buck wild. I think so. I think just the story gets more buck wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's that we got too. 
time travel this week. Yeah. It was a lot of fun adding this to my Goodreads time travel shelf. <laughs> so. uh, this was, we've talked about that before on the show and on Panelology, how that's kind of my my hook into stories. And, and this one was definitely one of them. I very much enjoyed it. Yes, if there's a way to break the time stream, Tim is down. Yeah, I am in. <laughs> Which explains why he tries to do it so often. Yeah. Succeeds in doing it so often. <laughs> Especially where panelology is concerned. Yep. Yeah, don't do it here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should have done. We should have recorded the second half of the episode first, and then oh, spliced true. in moments of it. Hey, Meg, oh. you've got time for that, right? <laughs> I was about to say, um, I'm editing this week. No. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. going to like randomly be like, I find myself at the start of the fan fiction. I don't know what's going on. And then I'll flash back to current time in the podcast. Yeah. I mean, if you want to record some of those, I will put them in. <clears throat> I will gladly put them in as you are kind of our resident Jake, I guess. <laughs> That's fun. Which Sex in the City character is each Animorph? No. Did anybody here watch Sex in the City? Nope. Which will make it more fun to do this. I was dating someone at one time who figured out that if she put on Sex in the City, I'd immediately fall asleep. I don't, I don't know how to take that comment. She I watched know, a like, lot of Sex in the City after that. It was like... How much longer did you date after that? Maybe this isn't the place to talk about that. <laughs> that's Alex's blanket over a birdcage or something. He just assumes it's night and falls asleep. That's fine. I had figured out much earlier that the theme to Young Frankenstein did the same thing to her. <laughs> Jesus. This relationship sounds wonderful. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with animorphs, if anything. Well, they date, kind of, sort of. They're in love. They hold hands in the rainforest and then nap on top of each other. There you go. See? We brought it back. Yes. <laughs> Meg is shaking her head furiously. Oh. Okay. All right. So, uh, Tim. Yeah. Would you like to lead us in plot summary? <laughs> Yeah. Would you like to lead us in prayer? <laughs> well, it's Sunday morning. Welcome to the yeah. Church of Animorphs. No. Actually, we did have a conversation about that in Discord yeah. this past week, or was it last week? It was somewhere in there. Everybody should go and read that, because it's a fun conversation. Yeah, get okay. on our Discord. Uh, so, we start out with Jake square dancing with his cousin. Then Jake is a okay. monkey. But not. P.E. Can you make it not sound weird? <laughs> does it ever actually uh, say it's P.E.? No, there's a yes. teacher. <laughs> yes, but it does... it's in P.E. Okay. Yes. Okay. Jake is a monkey suddenly, but is not. I believe he is probably the intersect. Tobias has something urgent. Jake and Marco more birth. Strange things are afoot in the safe way. Jake flashes again to the jungle. Gonna more flies to get in the Safeway to figure out what's going on. Jake's late because he watched a fight with his dad and Tom. The gang becomes flies and get to the Safeway. They have to dodge rain and cars. Jake intersects again. It's a bug fighter. They stole the bug fighter once they found it. 
and Mr. Jake goes to Washington. The gang shoots down Visser 3 while getting shot down. Time gets weird. They left through time. In a dangerous rainforest with Hork Bajir pressing in. Axe stays to make the fighter unflyable. Six Hork Bajir come up and Rachel to, becomes a bear and Jake becomes a tiger to fight them. Jake gets poisoned and Rachel gets cut up and finds out this is how you get ants. <laughs> Axe... Axe morphs a monkey, which we need to come back to that in a minute. He morphs a monkey. Let's see the monkey. <laughs> they got to get back before they left or else a paradox happens. Axe knows something but doesn't share. The gang becomes monkeys. Becomes Become monkeys. And they try to find the blade ship. Hork Bajir start destroying everything. Visser 3 morphs a snake. And they need to find the bug fighter to get home. Jake and the group meet the locals. They've saved themselves from a jaguar by acquiring a jaguar and then morph jaguars. They head towards the light that Tobias finds. The bug, finder, the bug fighter is with the blade ship now. Visser 3 knew they were coming and hid as a vine monster. Everybody is captured. Jake morphs a monkey to fight the vine monster. Polo, who is one of the leader of the locals, shows up. Jake kills Visser 3. Jake dies, apparently, and all is right in the world again. They were never there. So, Tim. Yes. Am I the only one who definitely pictured characters from episode two of Swamp Thing as I read this? Oh, no. I, I do that pretty much every time I read one of these books. Because I assume that Polo and friends are from oh, that what episode. Was, what was his name? Oh, I forgot his name. But they're in the rainforest and they're fighting vine monsters. and Yes. yes. Yeah. The animal spirits are on their side. What was that little, little kid's name? Why is that bothering me so much? I'm going to have to Google it right now because i'm sure google has all kinds of information related to the salient points of the swamp thing cartoon it better or else i'm gonna have to go watch it again real quick <laughs> so okay hold on before we start anywhere else can we just for one minute talk about my newfound ability to see the future i was really hoping you were gonna say my new beard because i was like <laughs> no. yeah well, we're gonna talk about that yeah it's gonna go away in a few minutes but uh uh oh, it, it looks pretty cool on the 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 discord screen you see it in real life it's much sadder looking but um uh the oh, we're uh, going to need a selfie of that then <laughs> pico by the way tim his name pico. was pico his name was pico yep okay pico and polo yep obviously relatives um so we need to talk about my newfound ability to see the future okay the minute like in chapter one that jake pictures himself as a monkey I like threw the book in the air and threw my arms up and decided that I was the greatest ever in the history of guessing what's going to happen in Animorphs. Was this when you texted us and were like, guys, have you read this yet? Yes, that was exactly it. I had just thrown the book. Like, like, and then we were like, no, Tim, is it the night before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't have to read these to remember what happened to them. I knew which book this was. Oh, no. but <laughs> no. um, I do. As soon as he said monkey, I was like, just yelling but you're also not canonically 
psychic? Oh, well, because they don't have the monkey morphs after this. They were monkeys on the page. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. <laughs> They're like time Go. echo force ghosts were monkeys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, he's right. Damn it. You're not so, you were not wrong in the fact that it took twelve books to finally get a prediction that wasn't Chapman will show up or they turn into bugs to be right. But Chapman did show up and they but did Chapman turn did into bugs. I it's actually kind of crazy. I didn't realize how much they turn into bugs in the stamp series. Uh, I had forgotten yeah. that too. Like it's been every book. I wonder, if, I, I wonder I don't if later on they stop. Of, I don't often think of bugs as being animals, so it was kind of like I mean I don't know. I just didn't see it. I thought they'd be like bears and tigers all the time. Kind of like what Jake says in the book. Yes. <laughs> um, I do want to point out that in the Annie base, which is now defunct for the most part, but for whatever reason, I can actually pull it up on my PC occasionally. Um, this is the point where Applegate admits that she was kind of like freaking out because she was like, I might be running out of ideas. Um, she had a crisis of con- uh, confidence. She felt that she had lost control of the book and had run out of ideas, but there's nothing that says like what got her back or made her feel like she got back. Cause we're still probably at least 12 books away from any ghost writing. So um, I think that, this might that's... also be the point that her son was born. Mm. So when you that say, surprises me, cause this was a really good one or at least I thought it was. Yeah, it is. It is surprising. I don't yeah. know. When yeah. you say any ghostwriting, is that including her husband co-writing stuff? I don't. When does he count come that in? As, he's been doing it since book one. Okay. They co-wrote the series. Cool. This book wasn't dedicated to her son, so maybe her son isn't born yet. I can't remember when. Whenever we get a dedication that's for Jake, that's when her son's been born. So. Tim she just named her son up. Jake. I know. She named her first son Jake. Yes. I love that so much. Oh, that makes me so happy. Her daughter was Rachel. Her pet bird was Tobias. (laughs) I can't remember if they have more than one kid. I just wanted to get to that pet bird thing. (laughs) I figured as much. Yeah. So, uh, square dancing, huh? Yeah. Did you say no? Really bad middle school flashbacks there. I did too. I remember I would have been reading this at the same time in elementary school that I had to square dance. Yeah. Um, and I 100% would have identified with Jake in that moment. Is that a, is that a, a regional thing? Square dancing in school? Or did like everybody have to do that? I really have to imagine that's a regional thing. I don't know because we all would have gone to middle school in the same region, so. Yeah, it was elementary school for me. Same. Yeah, but it, it, I. It was definitely middle school because I liked PE in elementary school. For me, it was third and fourth grade. Yeah. As taught by Coach Chapman. Yeah. Are you being serious? Dead serious. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you that secret spoke to me. (laughs) He only finds two of her kids' names. No, it's not Rachel. Um, 
she's got a daughter named Julia. And then she's got a third child that I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being traumatized enough that I did not do PE in high school. I had to take one semester of it, but that was it. That was all. I was done. <clears throat> I had to take health, which required a lot of running. Nope. What was that called? It wasn't health class. I, I also... having to run two miles three times a week, and we were marching at, like, 160. That was a very, very good semester for my clothes. I was basically moving constantly. I was also required to take health, but it was just health. It was the yeah, other was... semester of when we had to take PE. Well, that was... Maybe that was PE. Maybe that is the one thing I had to take. I don't know. Robin, when you listen to this, text me and tell me what class it was because I know we were in it together. But When they when they first started with the book with the, the timestamps, I I was sitting there the first couple times I saw it and I'm like, have they been doing this the entire series and I just <laughs> haven't noticed it? Or is this new? Then I finally realized it tied into the story. And also, <laughs> I tried to use time zones to figure out a location. Oh, yeah? Unless they're in Canada, doesn't work. Well, I would argue that probably Axe is always running on local time. That's what I'm saying. So but if they were if they were in the rainforest and it was to two whatever, Brazil? yeah, it'd have to be Canada to be in that time zone. Interesting. I don't think there's Safeways in Canada. Safeway Actually, is a real grocery store, though. But yeah. We got another dumpster shout-out, too, Tim. Uh, yeah, I saw that. While we're talking about branding. <laughs> Should we call them, see if they want sponsorships here? <laughs> hey, we mentioned you guys a lot on our podcast. You were an important fixture in this series we're discussing. We know to use a capital D in everything. Yep. I will for the rest of my days. So Yerk's like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I did have a moment because Safeways are real grocery stores, but they're not, I don't think they're in where you guys are, uh, no. but they are, there is one up near me and I had to take a moment to be like, wait a second. They're not in, but there are definitely Safeways here. And then I learned there are 33 states with Safeways. So we are starting to narrow this down. Awesome. I didn't know they were up north. I thought you can beat that too, but uh, I thought they were only out west uh they are in 33 states so yeah. yeah that was what i learned <laughs> so we also learn in this one i think in the first chapter that yurks love english muffins what all the nooks and crannies no oh my god yeah <laughs> uh, no nope. jake says that's what a yerk looks like in its natural state. Just a gray slug. They enter your head, squeezing through the ear canal, and flatten themselves out to envelop your brain. You know all those nooks and crannies in brains? You've probably seen pictures in schools. Well, the yerk forms itself into those nooks and crannies, and it ties into your mind. Nerk. Thank you for not going with <laughs> crumpets, because I actually eat crumpets. I don't eat English muffins. Well, I'm not familiar with any crumpet brands advertising their nooks yes. and crannies. Yeah. I don't know any English muffin ones that do either, so... Oh, it says it real big right on the Thomas's package. Oh, does it really? It's it's the one with nooks and crannies. I remember commercials for Thomas's English muffins 
advertising their nooks and crannies. Oh, this yep. makes more sense, and that's really gross. <laughs> I've never eaten an English muffin. That's what good because they're York food. I feel Ugh. like I feel like you could do some neat Halloween stuff now with that little English muffin yeah. brains or something. Yeah. Only three hundred and fifty something days left. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just Start in time. <laughs> I wonder how Yerks feel about bagels. I bet the idea of food that is boiled probably makes them uncomfortable because it makes them imagine being boiled. I'm just going to say, we do find out more about their breakfast food preferences in a book that I didn't think really existed, but it does. I've had someone else confirm. This book exists, or that these preferences book, exist? These bo- this book that I wasn't sure if I made up or not exists. Which one? Which book? Yeah. I think it's 17. Okay. Isn't that the one that we've told Brian he has to read yep. when we get there? Awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. D- does Brian know that he's on the hook for book 17? Yep. Okay. <laughs> And I promise you, he's very excited. <laughs> is he going to read up to 17, or is he going into this? Oh, no, blind? he's just going to read 17. <laughs> okay, awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. No, completely blind. He'll actually pay attention to the first two chapters. Okay. Yeah, it, we are getting to the point in the series where it's like, you can almost skip the first three chapters. Yeah. So, I have another note here on a... Uh, as usual, I find Jake's description of his cousin, of his cousin problematic. Uh, but although Rachel may look like some dippy, clueless type, she's a lot closer to being Xena Warrior Princess. In other words, I'm just a little scared of Rachel. And I just have this note here that's scaroused. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> Stop. You are terrible people. Yes. Is that a... I've never heard that phrase before. You've never heard scaroused? No. So that's not an Alex original? No, no. Scared and aroused is an actual... Okay. Yeah. Well, we know which corners of the internet Tim doesn't lurk. Yeah. <laughs> or which he doesn't want us to know he lurks in. <laughs> or he didn't realize there was a word for it. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't until <laughs> right now. <laughs> Garoused. All right, so we've already alluded a little bit to the 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 Jake and Cassie stuff in this, and obviously the square dancing. But I did forget about this note I have here about Jake worrying about Cassie seeing him square dance, and then uh, he, he says Cassie couldn't talk; she was laughing too hard. She just nodded. What could I do? I started laughing too. There wasn't anything else to do. Oh, maybe one other thing. I grabbed Cassie's hands and pulled her into the circle. Rachel backed away, letting Cassie take her place in the pattern. It's adorable. Square dancing is evil, but that's adorable. It is very adorable. I do love Jake and Cassie. They're very, very cute together. And, you know, especially given what middle grade age, this could have been such a dramatic moment. Such a big middle school fight. Everybody watching. And yet, they both lean into it, because, like, there are worse things in the world. I mean, I was sitting here yelling at Jake, basically as a cipher for young me, being like, no, you idiot, stop being so self-conscious, just go with the flow. And then he did, and I was proud of him. And normally, the Cyclops characters bug me, but (laughs) Jake might be okay. 
I did get a super Cyclops vibe throughout this book of him. Oh, yeah. he is definitely like, the Cyclops character. But, like, more so than normal, you know? He's the Cyclops slash Leonardo. Yeah. 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 Do you think he would have pulled her into the circle or been more self-conscious prior to Animorphs? Is Animorphs helping their their self-esteem or the thing, confidence or whatever? The thing I wondered while reading this is did they really have this thing going before Animorphs? Like, when did that start? I think so, because there's... if. If I recall, there is an allusion to that they might find each other cute in book one. I don't think they were dating, but I think they found each other cute. Okay. So I'm going to say this wouldn't have happened because I doubt they would have gotten comfortable enough by now with each other to do that. I agree. But to go back to the Cyclops thing, Jake is very whiny this book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable, like, assuming that they're, what, 12? Yeah. And he is making life-or-death decisions that literally, in this case, do actually get people killed. <laughs> like, yeah. It's... I can't imagine. No, it is definitely a lot. And I do not... Look, I have a well-documented hatred of Scott Summers. <laughs> And I do not apply the same hatred to Jake, last name redacted. Jake redacted, that's his name now. <laughs> uh, I do not apply the same hatred toward Jake, Red Jake redacted. But, yeah, he's a whiny little baby for most of this one. And this is yeah. his most Scott Summers. I really worry that he gets that way for the rest of the books and I can't remember... I feel like, like there's a continuum that is Scott Summers on one end and Leonardo the Ninja Turtle on the other end. And if you are in a leadership... Look, any 12-year-old combatants listening to the sound of my voice, first off, Hi. find We're someone sorry. to give you a hug if you're comfortable with that. You deserve it. Secondly, on that continuum that is Scott Summers to Leonardo... Always lean toward Leonardo. Never lean into the Scott. For those that may not quite understand the Leonardo <laughs> reference, you might want to give a little bit of background because not everybody listening is super into comics, pop culture, that thing. Well, I'm making we explain a, the Scott Summers. I am making a, a basic assumption here that if you were into Animorphs, you probably had some cultural awareness of the Ninja Turtles. Sure. <clears throat> but... Yes, okay, so Ninja Turtles are... Someone should probably set a timer here and cut me off at two no, minutes. No, 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 I'm just... I don't okay. need an explanation no. of who the Ninja Turtles are. Just give me a quick, really quick, his leadership style. That's all we need. Because you're uh, telling, saying it's a spectrum. Just okay, give yes. what the other side of the spectrum is. He, he tends to be just a little less whiny and a little more a little less, in charge. So all leadership is whiny. Got it. Um... At the end of the day, I think it probably helps him that he has Splinter, who is advising him in a way that is often helpful and guiding him for it. So there you go. Get yourself a mentor. Don't go it alone. <laughs> Get yourself a mentor who's more wise old rat man and less creepy bald dude who's hitting on yeah. your girlfriend. I was about to say, Scott Summers had a mentor, but that mentor was... A creepy old bald man hitting on his girlfriend. Time, so yeah. 
The animorphs tried to find a mentor. They end up they ended up with another teenager. It happens. Yeah. I I would like to see the Venn diagram of animorphs fans, X Men fans, and Ninja Turtles fans, and then like the little spot where that one guy who doesn't know about any of them exists. I personally just am hoping that Jake never, while mourning his cousin's death, hooks up with his cousin's doppelganger from an alternate timeline. Stop it. Oh, 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 shots fired. (laughs) I was the kid that could not eat breakfast on Saturday morning unless I had my Ninja Turtle. What is it called? Play set? My bowl, my cup, my plate. I had one of those too. Yeah. I was that kid. So... Yeah, I didn't get into uh, X Men much though. I I liked Ninja Turtles more, but we didn't get the channel that it came on. Oh, uh, that makes sense. So I only ever watched the show occasionally, <clears throat> kind of like Disney stuff on that weekend when everything was free from our cable company. Gotcha. But X Men came on Fox, which we got, so I watched it, and it's what made me a fan of X Men. Um. And actually, like, okay, it's a cartoon from the 90s. It doesn't hold up great, but it holds up a lot better than a lot of other things from the 90s, probably including Ninja Turtles. Just talking to someone about the X-Men animated series, and her brother actually got the complete series on DVD. And I I, I, I really want to do that. Yeah, that's definitely an uncommon thing that people haven't done. No one on this call has all of X-Men on DVD. I think they're all on Hulu, guys. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Oh, Hulu's fine. Like the 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 medium wasn't what's important. It was the sitting down to do it. Some of us bought the DVDs before it was all on Hulu. <laughs> I can't say before I had Hulu because I did pilot Hulu, but And I just I used to I, I used to watch Ninja Turtles every day after school. I know that I'm a little bit older, but like it... I was curious cuz you know, Alex and I both would have been very young in the early 90s and uh I was curious what your, because when I say like I had a Ninja Turtle playset, I'm talking like that thing probably went away when I was like five. So what was your childhood like show, even if you did watch Ninja Turtles? Okay. Um, we had, all right. Ugh. Y'all aren't going to know some of these. There was, when Sorry. I was young, young, there was a cartoon called Mask, which was phenomenal. Alex, I'm sure knows that one. I do know but, that um, one. There was a comic book adaptation through IDW. Which I haven't read, but uh, um, the mask was phenomenal. There was a, a cartoon right on around the same time called Transor Z, which I've been searching for some kind of copy of, and it doesn't exist except in its original form, which was called Mazinger Z or something like that. Um, growing up, uh, there was Ninja Turtles. There's a ton of of cartoons I used to watch when I was that, that's what you did, especially on Saturday mornings. Um, I remember Turbo Teen. I was real into Turbo Teen. I remember Turbo Teen. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, or maybe I'm just thinking the fact that my brother, my brother, and me talk Turbo Teen. <laughs> um, for Transor more good Z. Turbo Teen content, see last week's episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Also, Turbo Teen Vor content. Stop. But, uh, no, Transor Z was my big one when I was... But you know what? Like, I never really quit watching cartoons. Like, at some point, I should have grown up past that. I didn't. I don't know when. Like, I still watch them now. But uh, that's the age uh, there when you was start one... having kids, so then you have an excuse. I'll t- tell you, there was one that came on, and it probably came on, like I probably watched it like right after I watched Ninja Turtles, that shaped how I, the the kind of stories that I enjoy. 
because we all watched G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff like that when we were kids. And it was that that same concept where everything, you know, you could watch them in any order and it didn't matter because everything reset by the end of it. Uh, there was one called Ronin Warriors, which I happen to have all those DVDs, where things happened in the course, like it was very much like one of those shows where stuff would reset, except there were major plot points that would change. And it kind of blew our minds as kids, like to watch that and be like, wait, so this this bad guy is now a good guy and it's like it's permanent the episode has ended and it's still that way and it it's, so like story progression became very very important to me after that and the, the other cartoons i don't know they weren't the same anymore yeah like the coolest moments in power rangers for me were those moments like when tommy turns good and joins the team and then when he yeah. loses his powers and then when he comes back yeah and childhood was great I want to go watch Ronin Warriors now, too. We should do a podcast about cartoons that we watched and still watch. Well, before we Actually, do I, that, can we go back I to our Animorphs? I think we'd get a, a lot of content out of that. Can we go back to our Animorphs podcast? Yeah, that's you ever watch like You ever watch one and it just doesn't hold up? Yes. Like, yes. I go back and I watch Voltron and it holds up and I went back and watched Battle of the Planets and I was like, yeah. There's not a, quite the... My... Silverhawks. Silverhawks was another one my hometown library I refused to go see because in my mind it was this really big magical place and I'm afraid to go back and see like how much it's not <laughs> so there's some cartoons I don't watch because I'm like I know yeah no they this just, they just don't shatter me so I told that to my dad once because my dad still lives <clears throat> in my hometown and he laughed he was like yeah that's a crap library I was like please stop <laughs> please stop <laughs> Uh, Jake is recapping at one point their trip through the construction site and he refers to Visser 3 as or no he says uh, da, 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 da. it was a really stupid irresponsible thing to do but it turned out it wasn't an axe murderer or kidnappers we had to worry about. <laughs> Technically by the end of this book Visser 3 does become an axe murderer. Oh that's a good one. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah no she got there she got there i was thinking uh, the entire series and i was like wait what yeah <laughs> this is the one where they all die at the end yeah <laughs> number 11 the one where they all technically and, die and i i, I love that as a concept because it was like the only way they could save themselves was to die like well how how fun is that i mean we have had a few books now in a row where it's like, oh, you guys are in some deep shit, and here's some, like, oh, it's got a term that I'm, it's too early on a Sunday morning for me to remember, and I'm on right tugs and brain, but here's a quick fix on how to survive and get to the Deus Ex Machina. Thank you. Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> Thank you. Because last book, they were dying, they were dead, and then Eric blew up the world and then this one it's like well you guys are stuck in the rainforest and um, Visor 3 has officially won but you know what by killing Jake we're good we're good that always makes me feel better in X-Men books too so I guess the question is he does tell Axe at the end but everything in that store actually exists so the Yurks have a new bug fighter. Mm -hmm. That was what I thought about too. They're still going to have to address that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like at some point we do need to acknowledge that. So do we want to talk about the time travel mechanics that are set up for us in this? Because I, much like Zero Space, I assume that the introduction to these will come back later. Also, I remember that one of the Megamorphs books explicitly involves time travel. I know, I'm okay. so excited about that one. Is that number two? No, it's not number two. I think it's like three or four. I mean, if you go look at the covers, Tim, you'll okay. see. But I'll go check. Yeah. Don't but do it. Don't, don't do it. No. Um, so we were introduced to a term here, and much like Pimalite Crystal, this was the term from this book with like, yeah, I remember that. A Sario Rip. Yeah. Which I really, really, really was trying to formulate a good joke about Hello Kitty on a vape rig, but it didn't come to me. Okay. <laughs> that would be a Sanrio Rip. Um... <gasps> They, the Animorphs are on this bug fighter. Vistor 3's blade ship is in pursuit. They fire at each other, and uh, their Dracon beams hit simultaneously, blowing them both like eight hours into the past. And first off, this is the first instance of this in in the issue as an aside, or the book as an aside. But there are so many ways they are going to die even if they had survived the rainforest. And this is the first of them. They get irradiated as fuck when this happens. That's true. Jake can see through Cassie to her bones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They would have had so much cancer. <laughs> I'm just right now, like, they get out of the rainforest, they survive, Visitor 3, and then it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, I have an entire list of tropical diseases that will come up at some point in this episode, too. Oh, no. Instead of animal facts, we got tropical disease facts. <laughs> Por que no los dos? Okay. I... So, they have created this, essentially, Asario Rip is a short-term timeline overlap. Not necessarily short-term. Not necessarily short-term. In this case, it's short-term. But it is... A timeline overlap where they are blown back to the past, or it could have been the future. Um, in this case, it is the past, and for the time that they are both, that they exist twice in the timeline, Jake gets these flashes backward first and then forward to what's ha- well, really what's happening simultaneously in home and in the rainforest. And for that time, the timeline is flexible. They could get back. If they don't, oops, kablooey. Everybody would just cease to exist, is I think what Ax says. Not that he could quite remember, but... Yeah. Um, and then we learn eventually that, oh, or if everyone dies, that will just send their consciousnesses back to where they were at the beginning. I don't think it's if everyone dies. I think they make a very good argument that the only person who is truly in both places is Jake. I don't know how that's possible and that's, it's weird, but I think it's something to do with the fact that because he's the one that dies, maybe that that's everything. I don't know. Timing. I think bullshit. I think there are probably two answers because I was thinking about this too, because you're right. it, It is Jake. Who's the only one who's got these visions back and forth. One is, he was the last to die? Yeah. No. The, 
because you're assuming that the other ones are dead, but he's Visitor Three says he is holding them. Well, that's true. That leaves me the other option then, which is he was wearing a piece of the ship that caused the rip. He had uh, the he control was... disc around his neck. That got stolen. He wasn't at the time that it di- he died. Yeah. Oh, did that get stolen? I missed that then. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. never mind. I've got jack shit. <laughs> Well, that's, I, I, I was, there's a three or four different ways that you can read it, or at least from what I saw, is that either Jake is the only one who's alive in the Amazon and in the other forest, or that he's the only one that died when it crashed. Because they were talking about possible memory time echoes. Okay, so if he's the only one who died, I guess that does make sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the way it's meant to read, but it kind of works. I think he's the first to die and thus snaps his conscience back, which causes them to not go into the safe way. So thus it never happened. That's why everybody else is in the movie. Yeah. It sounds like the whole deal is either, okay, so two of you exist at the same time and that can't happen, which it only works when the rip is open. So either get rid of one of you. Or the universe will do it for you by getting rid of both of you. Exactly. Yeah. The universe will yeah. try to correct itself. But yeah. the other stake here is they could just all go commit suicide in the rainforest, but yes. then they'd still go back to the rainforest. So they've got exactly. to get out of the they've got to get out of the loop too. Which yes. is why yes. ultimately Jake's consciousness has to go back and say, Uh, you know what? The safe way is not the safe way. There's a safer way. Yeah. <laughs> um I was going to make another comment. Now I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. Uh... The other thought that I had was uh, whether or not Visser 3 had to die. Because Visser 3 gets stabbed with the poison spear. And you kind of don't know how that plays out. But I was wondering if he was also alive with Jake. So both of them had to die in order to make everything reset. That is a good question. Yeah. Because I wonder if... Maybe they had to die at the same time. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. That's how I read it, was that they both died at the same time. But I read it like Alex did. Like, the other group was trapped, and uh, they were they were toast. So maybe they didn't die at the same time Jake did, but they died. I mean, they definitely were going to die. They were, yeah. they were fucked. It's like a but... Thomas Jefferson, Ben Frank, or John Adams situation where they both die at the same time, and... Neither of them realizes it. Did that really happen? They died, like, within... I mean, news traveled slowly, but at least anecdotally, both of them expressed on their deathbeds that at least the other was still alive to ah. kind of see oh, the country wow. forward. I don't know actually how true it is, but it is, like, one of those anecdotes that gets told in history classes. Gotcha. And um, on the West Wing, there's even an episode called Jefferson Lives. That's... <laughs> about that um visitor three definitely would have known how to fix the rip yes yeah so yeah paid attention in class i am curious if it is like that he and jake by causing they both caused the rip to open they both had to die at the same time yeah so yeah before there's a rip in time do you think there's a wrinkle in time Yes, there are constantly wrinkles in time. <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for you. Like, I was getting all my defense to see if you were going to go after that book. 
but I, I don't think you're going to. So I love Wrinkle in Time. Okay, good. Um, at one point, Jake makes a comment that Axe hasn't shown that he has a sense of humor. And I call total bullshit on that. I agree. I mean, there's at least one point where he makes a comment to Marco that I was like, you are being an asshole on purpose. I can't remember what the comment was, but it was pointed out in the book. And I like that. But Axe definitely has a sense of humor. And I definitely laughed when he went, Jake went, so we're in the past or we're in the future. And he goes, yes, it's definitely one of those two. Yes. Let me also say this book is the book that 100% cemented in child Alex's mind that he would not ever survive in the rainforest. Oh, oh, 100%. I was like, yeah, rainforest, cool. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Death. Death everywhere. Yep. Rainforest seemed cool because you got big cats and big monkeys and big snakes. And what do you mean there's bugs? What do you mean that, like, if you stand still, Uh you're suddenly covered in bugs? All I can say is how it makes you feel. You feel small, tiny, alone, hopelessly weak, afraid. You feel heat and suffocating humidity. It's like there's not enough air. Every breath is sucking air through a straw. You're breathing steam and perfume and the stink of dying, rotten things. The jungle is all around you. Yeah, nope, I'm good out here. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do like that they get the polar views of like Rachel and maybe Jake being like fuck the rainforest like go yeah. ahead pave it down yeah. and then when they become the jaguar and get to experience it from you know an animal of this area and they're like okay this is actually really beautiful and amazing and we need to preserve it and everything's awesome yeah. and so the I monkeys mean, and the monkeys yeah the monkeys are great Somehow, though, the rainforest shit gets worse. I do not know if this was just me or if this was everyone, but Rachel in the bear form with the ants was the absolute worst, like, put it down and walk away bad. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. I'm so glad she can't remember that. Yeah. Do do I want to read that one out or should I leave that one be? Okay. Just imagine a bear covered in ants. And where your best friend's screaming, they can get to her brain. And yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, Just systematically removing pieces of the the bear. So that you could cause an ant war. And that was pretty creative, though. That was smart. Go get a rival ant gang. See some piranhas. Yeah. Say, how far do you think they jumped into that water that they could swim out for the piranhas? I mean, not that far. Now, piranhas, like, everybody tells me that, like, the concept of piranhas is wrong, though. Like, they're not as violent as cartoons make them out to be. Okay. Yeah, or as, like, you know, the sort of, like, stereotype of a piranha is. Sure, but also, like, even once she had morphed back, she was still covered in ants. That's why she got in the water. Presumably, she would have been bleeding at least some from being eaten uh, by that's ants. that's true. That's true. Yeah. And the blood would have attracted. Yeah. Like a shark. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, piranhas terrify me and are part of the reason why I'm absolutely terrified of water. 
even though I understand that they cannot be in all the... Nope, it's stuck. Nope. Piranhas are terrifying. Can they really eat a cow that quickly? I've never asked one. <laughs> Thanks. They do have some, like, some gnarly teeth, though. They do. If you've ever terrifying. seen one. Yep. I wonder if they're ever going to morph piranha. I would not put my hand in a piranha tank to try to catch them. <laughs> like, there are some things that, like, there are some animals that it's like, okay, sure, you are big enough, you could see me touching you. I don't know. So that is it for my notes, except for getting into various ways that they could all still die had they come <laughs> back from the forest. The rainforest. I do want to say we get a little bit more rules on morphing, though. Apparently, morphing will clear uh, uh, poison from your blood, or help clear great. poison from your blood. That was a little fuzzy. Jake wasn't totally sure how much of his nausea was poison versus stress. Um, so maybe they wouldn't be as dead as I think they would be. But at some point, yes. I'm, I'm good until we're ready for a list of tropical diseases. So what else do you guys have? It would take 300 to 500 piranhas five minutes to strip the flesh off a 180-pound human. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. I will wake you up for that. <laughs> Sorry, how many piranhas was that? 300 to 500? 300, yes. All right. So 500 piranhas can devour one human in how long? Five minutes. You made five... a bad Phoenix, and I have to edit, and I'm going to hear it again twice? Okay, so we don't want me to sit here and do the math on how many it would take to devour all of them in that amount of time. Nope. Got it. Moving nope. on. No. I'm, I'm pretty close to 180 pounds, so. So one ten oh. in five minutes. Hopefully yeah, you have that's nightmares, about right. <laughs> <clears throat> Um... That's a lot of piranha, though. How big is a piranha? I don't know. I imagine them being like the size of my fist, maybe a little bigger. Five to fourteen centimeter, five to fourteen inches long. Yeah, they're a little bit bigger than okay. that. I am curious how big their packs are. Whatever you call a group of piranha. their packs. School. I thought she was talking about their junk. I really did when she said that. I was like, is that what you call piranha junk? They're packed? I'm sorry. Why the fuck would I care? I pictured a piranha with a six pack. No, 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 no. You don't get to say that anymore. You are the one that sent me the gif of the duck junk. After the discussion of the duck junk, I didn't start that. (laughs) But you finished it. (laughs) I did (laughs) Which is really appropriate because it's a lot like Scorpion for Mortal Kombat. So that's very... (laughs) Um, I want to talk now about what game or sports Andalites play. Because X, Pol- on the day Polo. that they Polo. were learning about... Polo. No, stop. That's so boring, guys. <laughs> polo. No. <laughs> Water polo. <laughs> I need you guys to be more imaginative. Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most dangerous game. To be fair, Highlight was my first thought, but Polo was good, so I. <laughs> so y- you book... ever seen? Have you ever seen Rainbow Three? No. Oh, okay. Well, anybody listening who's seen Rainbow Three, 
it's that game that they play with the dead sheep where they ride around on horses and pick it up. So in the book, Axe talks about <laughs> how he's in class learning. Rambo this 3 stuff. is underrated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. It's way better than Rambo 2. Rambo 2 is not good, but First Blood is obviously the best. Okay. There's Tim's random movie suggestion segment. The fourth one was surprisingly good too. I like Rambo. <laughs> That's the Richard last Frenetti line of the original story. series of Rocco's Modern Life. I like Rambos. <laughs> the last oh, that's line. That's one I need to watch. You've never seen Rocco? Whoa. No, no, no. I've seen plenty of Rocco. Oh, okay. I don't know that I've seen the last episode, but I need to go back there and rewatch Rocco. His last that's line is actually the best cartoon. I, I like rainbows. Oh. Yeah. So hmm. in the book, we learn that Axe's classes are fascinating. They learn about like time jumps and things, but not as fascinating. Or I guess no matter how fascinating it is, as a kid, whatever sport is going on in the afternoon and whatever female is in the classroom is a lot more interesting. Axe was horny. You did not need to go there. <laughs> See, you did not need to go there. Watching Tim's expression was absolutely justification for that. Because it's just, it, we're back at like the second episode now. Axe got horked. Junk. Axe got horked. Hornt. H O R N T. Hornt. Hornt. I thought you said horked. Like, that's what happens when you. The hork bajir. You get horked. So Andalites, so so Yerk's goosh and Andalites hork. I hate you both so much. Which makes the fact that they call a species the hork bajir really <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry, really horked up. I set the over under for last episode at five. How many times we would say goosh down, and I think we made it. Well, I think you've only said it twice, so it's okay. Yeah. I'm working on it. That's, you really don't have to. <laughs> yeah, it'll come naturally. Don't worry, Tim. <laughs> really, we're going with polo? Yeah, no. I polo. actually... Did that of the sport from Rambo 3. I like highlight, and here is why. Andalites do not have great upper body strength, so the idea that they would actually not use something weighted so much as something light that would give them mechanical advantage in moving a, a ball forward faster makes a lot of sense to me. Highlight. You don't, you don't think they would highlight with their tails? No. Oh, that's what I'd imagine. Unless it's Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> Only instead of catching the golden snitch, they have to slice it in half. That's fair. Do you think they have like the equestrian shows? Where, like, little Andalites have to jump over the bars and stuff? Yes, but they're called uh, 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 beauty pageants. And they're I mean, plagued by Andalite pageant moms. Andalites can jump. He fucking clears over their head at one point. Yeah, so maybe the bars are just higher. No, I'm saying, like, this is probably a thing. Like, their Olympics or whatever. They have some really high, high jumps. We, well, now we have to come up with the Andalympics. <laughs> So am I the only one who's down with Highlight is the answer? No, I'll go with Highlight. I'm sure they, they I feel they like it's highlight. better than 
polo. <laughs> Prefer I'll not turning them into more. northeast wasps. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you this much. You already have asked me for this week's shitty Andalite to be based on this bit of the book. <laughs> I did. And I'm not saying it's not shitty waspy northeasty. But I definitely have an image that is shitty waspy northeasty. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. That's Slash fine. a reference to something else, which was more the point. I stand by High Life. Final answer. Lock it in, Reese. Right. No. We're talking about we'll go High Life. A race that is exponentially further along in time travel and space travel and other technological things. And you think that they don't have some kind of like technology in this game, that it's something like You're right, it's laser tag. <laughs> what about the three level chess they play in Star Trek? They probably play three level chess. That's oh, more a game than a sport, unless you mean That's like true. Harry Potter wizard three level chess but andalites no that's 3d chess Not what meg said <laughs> okay so chess isn't a sport no it's a game mm, it's a game which to be fair he said he had a game later that day or there was a game later that day does not imply sports it could have been a very large chess match yeah, he and uh, uh, Woody Harrelson could have been hanging out at the chess match. Woody Harrelson's apparently a big chess person. and was... Okay. Oh. I'm sitting here like, like going through all the Woody Harrelson movies in my head going, I don't I know. I, I landed on White Man Can't Jump as some kind of weird no. Woody Harrelson and an Andalite. Oh, I landed on the chess. one where, with Justin Timberlake and where he ha- he's in a boat constantly. I wasn't making a joke i was referring to woody harrelson's real life passion for chess but that's good fine laugh at him i'm not laughing at him that's good good to know. um this does bring me however to this week's chapman casting okay woody harrelson uh, uh, i'm all for it so i'm all for, for it yep yep woody harrelson is chapman that might be my favorite so far I think it is mine. Although, yeah, pretty good. construction worker Chapman does lend himself fairly well to Nick Offerman. That's true. I do like the idea of just like a random, like, I mean, this thing burned down. The store burned down. Something crashed into it or whatever. And like, the firemen are just like, yeah, that's fine. Construction people, you got this. You got this. Like, it happened the night before. <laughs> Maybe they just pulled some sort of. Oh no, we're waiting on our insurance adjusters. Don't touch it. So that's we have a construction crew. They're fire yerks. Well, uh, I mean, there's definitely fire yerks, but yeah. Of all the, <laughs> all the people to be there, the construction company. Fire yerks and earth yerks and wind yerks and water yerks, the last yerk bender. Yeah. I've never seen the last Airbender. Me neither. <laughs> My God. Why yeah. do I talk to They you say guys? it's a fantastic cartoon and the worst movie ever made. It is a fantastic cartoon. I never saw the movie. I gave up on M. Night Shyamalan. I think the worst movie ever made is Tusk. 
I don't know. Did you see the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds that came out in like 2008? Oh, man, that's a bad one. I used yeah. a free ticket and I still wanted my money back. The uh, the other terrible one is it, The Day the Earth Sit Still with Keanu Reeves. It's not a good movie. Yeah. And it, it's based on a fantastic movie. So Isn't it based on a fantastic radio show? No, that was War of the Worlds. No, I know War of the Worlds World was. I thought both of them were. No. The Day the Earth Stood Still is a great movie. I don't know how I got so negative there. I don't know. I'm talking about all the things I don't like. Let's talk about the things we do like. Like, Axe as a Monkey. Axe as a Monkey. Definitely on the list. <laughs> Axe is, is not fantastic. only a monkey. He is a hottie. He is a hot monkey. <laughs> and I noticed that he was less excited about eating the insects out of his fur than he gets about, say, chocolate or coffee or sugar yeah. in general. That's true. There are no... I, I guess maybe monkeys don't have uh, as many taste buds. And he didn't enjoy making mouth sounds as much. That's very true. I don't think Axe digs being a monkey other than it having better balance. And a really I've awesome tale. Really love the idea of all of them as monkeys sitting around laughing out loud that was and great. in thought speak at the same time. That was great. Do you think if they all got really stoned together, they would just morph <laughs> monkeys and sit around chittering? Yes. Do you I think do. if they got really stoned, they'd have to have someone there that's like not stoned to make sure they don't get stuck? Oh, probably. Yeah. Poor Tobias. What if <laughs> Axe Ra- not morph, but he needs to sit there and be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's almost been two hours. Wait, fuck can you. birds get high? I know lobsters can't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I hope Axe never runs through a poppy field. <laughs> we do kind of get confirmation that he's a vegetarian. I yeah. feel like there was one episode where you guys try to like shove meat. Maybe that was Discord. It was a conversation of, like, Axe trying to eat meat with his feet. I don't know if it was an actual episode or if it was Discord. I mean, there's a non-zero chance that I make it, made a joke about him enjoying barbecued hawk with his feet, so it's possible. <laughs> we definitely talked about hoof jobs, which is kind of Axe eating meat. Yeah, that's true. But he's definitely a vegetarian. I just really hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> All I'm saying is opium is a vegetable, too. Is it a vegetable, or is it more of, like, a seasoning? Well, it comes from, I mean, ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> would it, would it, opium go in the crisper or the spice rack? <laughs> it's not meat. <laughs> okay. There's meat and there's not meat. And that one's not meat, so it's a vegetable. No, that's, that's not how, how that, that works, works Tim. That's, that's exactly that how it works. That's not how that works. There's so meat. There's, there's meat. There's not meat. There's rocks. There's fungus, <laughs> and there's slime. Get it straight. Yep. What is olive oil? My food pyramid is a square. Olive oil is a vegetable. In between. No, it's yes. not. You guys. Oh my god. It is. No. It is. It's not meat. <laughs> Therefore, vegetable. What is bread? Ice cream? Vegetable. Ice cream, vegetable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So never go into Tim's grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, 
It's Hold two on. piles. <laughs> How is olive oil not vegetable? Olive oil is a fat. Is vegetable oil vegetable? Uh, no, it's a yes. fat. <laughs> it comes from vegetable. It's an oil. <laughs> I think we've lost the plot on it's, this one. It's it's in the word. It's vegetable oil. It's not meat oil. Wait, Tim. Okay. Yeah. Is no. motor oil a motor? <laughs> I suppose you have me there, good sir. <laughs> Is Lorenzo's oil Lorenzo? <laughs> motor oil does not come from the motor. It does when you it drain it. A... Damn it, that's true. And you could probably get a lot of oil out of Lorenzo if you really tried. <laughs> and I'll see like mechanics with olives up on the presses and they're just like poking the bottom of them and the oil's coming out. That's how olive oil gets made. Yeah. That's not how olive oil gets made. Oh my god. No, she gets made when she sells Popeye's life story. Oh, God. Ah, nice. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> Is there anything else we have not discussed? All the ways they would die of tropical diseases. I mean, I know you're very excited for that, but before we get to that, is there anything else we need to discuss? We have not touched on the people that are there. Yeah, because I mostly didn't want to because it feels weirdly dated and... Yes tropey and stereotypical but i guess we should because it feels weirdly dated and tropey and stereotypical i mean that sums it up very well pico was that his, that was not his name no it was polo pico was from swamp thing yeah but it was the same level of tropey and dated yeah yeah so like i did i did really bump hard on he wouldn't speak Spanish or Portuguese, but they at least did explain, well, no, he's the village elder. Maybe he deals with nearby people and yeah, has picked yeah. up some, but... Some Portuguese, at least. Yeah. But... Is this the first time we get that Marco's biracial and not... No. Okay. I feel no, like that's yeah. pretty early on. Okay. Like, maybe for... It's not frequent, but it, it has come up before, I think. Yeah. I do like that. Uh, I don't know how you guys were. I don't know how much your parents stayed home, but the going into your house and yelling the one thing you know that'll get your parents' attention. For Marco, it's I'm touching the settings on your stereo. Uh, for me, it was I'm touching your computer. I was not really in a geographical location that lent itself to like. I'd go play with kids in the neighborhood, but never, like, really being out and gone and, like, having to announce myself coming home separately. You weren't allowed like, to was... be a kid? It would have been a miles, like, 10, 15 mile walk home from school. No. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I mean, like, I still rode the bus, but... I was outside of the bus district. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I found that amusing. Plus, my my general my general thing would have been more likely. Well, let me just slip in as quietly as I can and let them not realize I'm home, and then I can have some peace and quiet. Because I'm the oldest of four. I mean, I yeah. I mean, if I got quiet, I had to steal it. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I like the implication that Marco's dad is definitely doing better. Like, every time yes. we get that, 
it just makes me a little bit happier that Marco's dad is yeah. finally progressing. Well, and they're they're in the same neighborhood as Jake, but hadn't we heard early on that they had lived in that neighborhood in the first place? They did, and then they left because yeah. he lost his job, and then they moved into a new house. So it's like, I think Jake is probably on the nicer side, and yeah. then there's like, I don't know, I I can't remember what neighborhood it is or who actually lives there, but I know that I have family that like one side of the neighborhood is houses the other side then there's like townhouses and then apartments yeah. so like, well, like this made sense to me also rachel's in this hood well what i what what i was getting at was like this is the first time we hear kind we knew that i think they'd mentioned in another book that they had moved i think this is the first yeah. time where we've moved back to that same basically the same neighborhood they started in which was right. kind of getting to what you're saying about marco's dad is doing better like it's back to pre Marco's mom dying normal. Which raises Um, the question, I do not remember if this happens or not, but I feel like it is rife for this to happen. Do we ever get anything where, like, Marco's dad starts dating again? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Partly because I only remember, well, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Is that spoilery? Yes. Then the answer is yes. <laughs> is it? Is it? With an asterisk, perhaps. Is it a yes? Or is it a no? And Marco's dad dies in two books. Cassie. No, Rachel. Tobias. Cassie. Four books. Or is it that Marco's mom comes back in four books? Well, this series is much longer than that, so I'm going to go with no. Yeah. It's definitely not in four books. I would think. There's definitely something that happens in two books that I thought happened like ten books from now, so. Mm. Um, Well, then maybe. Who knows? Meg knows, but Meg's not telling. (laughs) Meg's not telling. So, yeah. Anything else before we move on? Then, Alex, please give us those tropical diseases that you're so excited about. Alright, so here are some of the many, many ways that they would all be fucked had they not, you know, sacrificed Jake to restore the timeline. First up, some viruses. You have arboviruses, which is short for arthropod-borne viruses, which are things you get from things like mosquitoes and ticks and flies. For instance, uh, dengue would be an option, which is a hemorrhagic fever. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> Just like, no. Okay. Yellow fever. Another hemorrhagic fever, this time with liver complications. Rotavirus, which is probably something they would recover from so long as they found a decent water source. Um, Isn't yellow fever also curable? Uh, yellow fever can be treated, yes. Okay. Um probably not when you're stuck by yourself in the amazon yeah like some of these would come down to well how quickly can they get out rotavirus is the same thing you get when you get the shits on a cruise thanks thanks ebola probably not a concern for them in in south america um so at one point they talk about like morphing into birds and kind of like flying and you know doing all that stuff would that cancel out any of these like every time like if you get the virus, 
because you drink the water or whatever. But then you turn into a bird. Or if you drink the water as the bird. Well, a lot of... <clears throat> I'm sure it would probably cancel out some. Others, though, no. Because some viruses that can affect humans can affect birds and other animals. That's very true. Um... Yeah, but the poison left his system when he morphed. Which is why I'm saying maybe this wouldn't be an issue, but who knows? Maybe that tiger floating out in Z-Space is still poisoned and just in Z-Space gets cured and next time he morphs into a tiger, it's all good. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Lassa fever is another hemorrhagic fever virus. Um, this one comes with backache, headache, sore throat, fever, rashes, dehydration, swelling, skin hemorrhaging, a regular heartbeat, and disorientation. Then there are bacteria, which I feel like are probably more likely. Although, I don't know, yellow fever, dengue, all the bugs they talk about, probably pretty likely. But bacteria would be a big concern for Rachel. Because she got in that lake, and she got in that lake covered in ant bites. So, there's cholera. That involves watery diarrhea. And mostly that's what would kill her would be the dehydration. E. coli... There is no way she does not have E. coli. Just 0% chance. Um, tuberculosis. She could easily have picked up in that river. Um, <laughs> Hansen's disease, also known as Mbop or leprosy. You get that from armadillos. You can, but you can pick it up other ways too. That's um, the only thing I know about armadillos is that they... Give you yep. Hansen's disease, which is leprosy. Armadillos give you Hansen's disease. Meerkats give you the plague. Hemochromatosis gives you functional plague resistance. Um, parasites. Also a high concern for... Especially Rachel. And Jake, too. Jake got in that, too. Parasites are probably a bigger concern for him than bacteria. Because they would not necessarily need those open sores to get in. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Malaria, which all of them are going to be at risk for because that's mosquito-borne. You're still going. I am. Uh, There's a lot of information here on malaria. Leishmaniasis is another one. This is a protozoa. Uh, There are about 20 different species of it. These are transferred by sand flies, which would be something they wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, it works a lot like malaria in terms of in terms of its spread. Uh, but the forests of South America are, in fact, a major source of leishmaniasis. For those who are not familiar with it, it can include self-healing skin ulcers. Uh, and range to life-threatening disease, so it might be might be not an instant death for them. Um, basically, lots of sores and boils. It affects mucous membranes. Um, and I'm just going to stop there. Thank you. Uh, we should probably put a content warning on this episode, huh? Yep. That's going to probably have to happen. So, that's good. That's enough. There are many, nice. many different ways they would die. Often painfully and slowly. Especially if they did not get home for treatment. Okay. Do we have any... We've talked a little bit about this already. We know we can narrow it down with Safeway locations in the 1990s. 
But do we have any other guesses on where they might be located based on the information in this book? I do love that you did the time zone thing. Yeah. It's just, it's too bad it doesn't track. Except, Tim, did yeah. you take into account that the southern hemisphere goes the opposite direction when they move into daylight savings time and we move out of it? No. And because they don't happen simultaneously, there can be three different versions of how the time zones line up? No, I didn't know that was a thing. Is that really a thing? That's really a thing. Um, I lived in Australia briefly, so I can use that as an example. Sometimes the time zone difference between Australia and the east coast of the United States, for example, is 14 hours. Then time changes there and it becomes 15 hours. Then time changes in Eastern time and it becomes 16 hour time difference. They pretty much say that they're in the rainforest of Brazil. It is currently 134 in Brazil right now. Maybe in Rio Bronco, it's 1030. It's the same time zone as us. So you could maybe make the arguments. I have no idea where the rainforest is time zone wise, but maybe make the argument that they're on the East Coast. Or that Axe is smart enough to keep the time from where they're located in his head. Yeah. That was that was the argument, was that he was just converting it. Yeah. Yeah. Or that this is a middle grade series and it wasn't thought about that at all. <laughs> but no, that thing about time zones shifting daylight savings time back and forth is true. I mean, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Daylight savings time is a bitch and we all need to drop it. Any other casting that we want to make? Uh... Uh, let's see. Can I pull a Visser 3 out of the air? <gasps> Kid, does Visser 3 work for who I was trying to cast? Who were you trying to cast? Oh. Man, the other night I was having... Like, oh. Uh, I don't know that I'd go there, but... I don't know if I'd want the villain to be a non... Yeah. Person. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. They would be amazing, but no. I'd sooner say, like... Gender bend Jake. Oh, that would be really good. Just let them be Jake. I'm good with that. Cool. If you're not on our Discord, or if you don't pay attention to it, Tim. Uh, Tim. I, I. The last time I looked at it, I got the update on my phone, and I looked down, and somebody said spoilers with an exclamation point, and I was like, okay, not not should read any of There's that. There's only but... one channel in it you can't enter. And it shouldn't give you updates from it unless you've entered it once. Yeah. So I really want Beck's Taylor Cloth to be in whatever. I support this. TV show, movie, whatever we're trying to do here. We've cast Jake now. All for making them Jake. I don't know. Because I feel like Jake's a little too preppy and they never play a super preppy. It is always an alternative kind of character. Does Jake have to be super preppy, though? I mean, in the 1990s, yes. But now? I kind of feel like they might be a better Rachel, but I really like it as... I, I really like this casting. We'll go with Jake. I vote Jake. Like, a really... Like, stylish, put-together Jake. Yes. I'm all for this. Okay. Cool. Any casting on your end? 
as you stroke your beard. <laughs> it's about to go. No, to you'll miss it. stroking it. It's so good oh, to It's the best thing to do like, while you think. I know. It's like, I finally feel like a super villain. And it's so much cheaper than having a pet. Because <laughs> that's the other thing as a villain you stroke. Is it? Is it the only other thing? Well, the cameras are on. <laughs> what else do we do in this podcast? Um, I horrify people with animal facts. Oh, are we up to those? Let's do those. Uh, are we up to... Oh, no. How would technology change everything? We've got to do that. And I have a pair of examples for this one. Okay. So, first up, the monkey, X, was holding something in his paw. It was bright yellow and about the size of a computer diskette, only round and a little thicker. Gonna guess computer diskette, probably not the point of reference here anymore. Yeah, that's probably true. And if this were written like five years later, he could have described it as being like a round zip disk. You remember zip drives? Yeah. So it'd be like, what, a USB drive now? Well, no, I mean, he's talking about the shape and size of the thing. I guess it would have oh, to be more like, you know, a fat CD. Yeah. <laughs> it would be That's like... what I imagined. No, I, I, know, I know exactly what it is. It's a PSP cartridge. That were those, like, rounded, <laughs> encased discs. Do you remember those? No. The UHDs, I think they were called, or something like that? Vaguely. Hang on, I've got to find a picture. You're still UMDs. <laughs> Universal Media Discs. Putting this Is in this you the. You doing no shave, chat. November? No, I just hadn't been at work in a long time. <laughs> I heard no shame, November. What? No, no shame. Yes. I do that every November. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, in the group chat. Is a UMD. Oh yeah, that is probably what what uh, but smaller. I mean, these are like two and a half, three inches. Yeah. Yeah. They're like tiny CDs encased in a plastic, a protective plastic cartridge. Um. So, Kaz Hirai, president and CEO of Sony is a yerk because this is yerk technology i hate to say that about kaz Harai, although i think he's stepped down but at the time of the psp he would have been in charge psps very good underrated handhelds built on yerk technology do you think most people in technology are probably yerks like were yerks smart enough to start just putting people in technology as well as I mean, in this, the year 2018, in the United States, yes, absolutely, most people in technology are fucking yerks. At least the higher Are yerks or are fucking yerks? <laughs> in this case, down. fucking serves as an adjective, not a verb. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. And Tim's count goes to three. <laughs> um. The other example I had... Which, technology may be a stretch, but uh, 
in talking about morphing into a monkey, Jake says, I felt like I had swallowed ten Mountain Dews and a box of ring dings. I'm assuming by swallowed he means drank and not just ate the can and everything like some sort of giant goat. Probably. <laughs> this would be Red Bull now. <laughs> it would be, yes. Or Monsters. Or, I don't know, I feel like Red Bulls is actually a little outdated. As I drank one this morning. but I mean, one of my PAs for the show I just wrapped on works at Red Bull and always has cases of prototype Red Bull in his car, so... Um, okay. I've never had a Red Bull. I've taken a sip of an energy drink because Jen made me, and it was like drinking poison, so I left it at that. We used to mix Red Bull and Mountain Dew MDXs when those were a thing, and it would become this like nuclear shade of green, and we called them Turtle Powers. Similar to that that shade of green that my fizzy apple teeny was. Yeah. That just yeah. made my yeah. day. Thank you. Except, like, if you threw a glow stick in your fizzy apple teeny. Because in my mind, then <laughs> you ran around like you were the Ninja Turtles on the playground. Yeah. So. I'm picturing yeah. Tim in like an adult-sized Ninja Turtle onesie. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Which one would Tim be? What? Which Ninja Turtle? Which Ninja yeah. Turtle? Which, yeah. Baxter Stockman. Baxter. <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's accurate. All right. Damn it. I would say that if the series was done today, they would definitely have a hacker in their group, and it would be Marco. And they probably wouldn't have gone into the Safeway, but found, like, some kind of drone. And in one issue, Marco would morph into a swordfish just because he had to, because he was a hacker. Yes. Yes, in fact, that would happen. All right. I am ready for animal facts if everyone else is ready for animal facts. Sure. Sure. This is not disturbing. Good. Let me tell you about some birds fucking. God. Can I like so, go on record on the podcast? No spider facts ever. No. I mean, I just went <laughs> on the podcast and said that. <laughs> well, the record reflect what that... we learned last week or two weeks ago or whatever, where I started frantically being like, we are not talking about this on the podcast. But. Let the record reflect. Sometimes you think he's about to say cloaca. Oh. This week's Hello from the Magic Tavern talked about cloacas. Yes, I know. It made me happy. <laughs> um, a Pennsylvania bird spotter saw a bird that looked strange. It is not uncommon for certain kinds of birds to uh, mate across species. It doesn't happen super, super often because typically it results in sterility in the birds and therefore the species doesn't continue so they don't, they don't usually goosh down with other species. But in this case, not only had two birds of different species mated, but their offspring had mated with a third bird of another species and a different genus from the first two. This is the first known example of animals from different genuses mating. 
And one of the few known examples of... Or it's the only example of, like, three different species of animal, like, mating. Uh, let's see, where are the... These are three different species of warbler, essentially. Um, and I don't know that there's a whole lot of meat on the bone here. Also, because warblers are very small. But I thought it was cool. And there's a cool diagram in the article that I found that shows, like, each of the different species and their colorations and patterns. And you can see how they kind of mix and match to make this actually really pretty looking bird. Um, but it was a blue-winged warbler, a golden-winged warbler, and a Brewster's warbler. In the sort of cloaca-based menage a trois. You had to. <laughs> yeah. And will Alex remember to post a picture of that or to give me a picture to post of that? Alex will post the link in the... Nope, nope, it'll get lost. I'll remember when I'm editing. Alex will... Yeah. Or I'll I'll keep it saved in bookmarks and if you want me to send it to you, then just tell me and I'll send it to you. Sounds good. Cool. So see, not anything horrifying or gross or weird just a beautiful story about birds loving birds loving birds thank you for that i appreciate that especially <laughs> in contrast to the horrific uh, diseases that we had to learn about earlier so well see i i uh, am about nothing if not balance leave room for fan fiction tim yes i need an update on survey watch 2018 Still nothing to report. Oh. Yeah. Get on it, Scholastic. I know. Seriously. Have you tried... How long ago did we do that? Was it a month? A month. All right. Maybe in another month we tweet at Scholastic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll escalate. Yeah. We'll escalate. Trying to think think (laughs) if I know anybody at Scholastic. I think it's one of the few book publishers that I actually don't have friends at. Tim, go ahead and give your predictions. What is next book going to be about? Okay, it's a Rachel book. It is a Rachel book. Uh, I feel like we're going to... I feel like they're probably going to ignore the bug fighter, and that's probably going to concern me a little bit. Like, that Safeway bug fighter's just going to go away. Um, okay, let's do the morph. It's are going to morph time. into... S- <laughs> They're going to morph into some kind of fish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fish. It's going to be fish next time. Okay. And it's going to involve whaling. That's what this one's going to be about. It's going to be about the dangers of whaling. That sounds way more like a Cassie book. You know that, right? I was about right? to say, it does you're, sound like you're a sounding Cassie a book. little wrong. Yeah, I, I really don't have anything, so now I'm just making up stuff because I just threw a Hail Mary with the monkey last time, and I, you know. <laughs> well, think about Rachel. Well, what what do Rachel's books tend to be? I guess we're this is only the third they, one. So. They happen at the shopping mall, <laughs> and she she destroys things. <laughs> that does tend to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, then I'm saving my whaling prediction for the next Cassie book. Okay. And then I'm changing Are this one to... Are you going to save the fish as well? No. Yeah, 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 I'll save the fish. Okay, 
This one is going to be... We are going to morph into... So We've already done squirrels, haven't we? Cassie has We've become squirrels. a squirrel, yes. Raccoons. Raccoons. Again, I feel like these are more Cassie animals and you don't quite have a grasp of who Rachel is. They're all Cassie animals. There's not a <laughs> there's not an animal that shops at the gap. <laughs> okay. One. That's categorically false. Way to be reductive. Uh, all right, Two. all right, all right. I know where you're going with this. Yes, there are animals that shop at the Gap, but you know what I mean. Also, Rachel any marsupial. Aggressive. And like you said, cause damage. So you went with raccoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm sticking with it, too. Okay. Sticking with the raccoon. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say rhinoceros. Okay. All right, Tim, I want you to come yeah. up with the title for the next book. <laughs> and don't say the gap. <laughs> the Oh crap. Hold on. Let me think. The element. The element brought to you by Honda. <laughs> Would you like to know the actual title? Yes. The reaction. The reaction. Same thing. Same thing. I'm going to call that a win. I think you're wrong, but... (laughs) Elements can react with each other chemically. See? No, yeah, that was... was, I guess not, like, as far off as I've been, but not really close either. Sure, sure. As in the E and the R are next to each other on the keyboard. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, I do not believe we have any new ratings. We have the same number of reviews. So yeah, no new ratings or reviews. So everyone's stuck with this voice for the rest of the episode. As I promised last time I said. Fuck you people. Yeah, I said this would happen. (laughs) All it takes for dumb voices to triumph is for people not to review our podcast. Any listener questions or emails? Nope. Not unless they came in this morning. Uh, nope. I don't see any here. Let me just check the Google Drive very quickly and make sure nothing came through the website. It's unsettling hearing that voice <laughs> attached to Alex. Yeah, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> it's like, I know what Alex sounds like. That's not it. Somebody else is voicing over Alex right now. This is the dub. You should have listened to me with 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 subtitles. Subtitles. <laughs> also, I'm not actually an anime snob and don't really care how you listen. So please don't take offense at that. I meant none by it. I feel like I'm slowly morphing into Joey's Bullwinkle impression on Full House. Yeah, you kind of are. There we go. Listener questions. Nope, none new. Totally worth that wait. Well, speaking of Christina, we'd like to thank her for her show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art from her, email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit her at chaosdoesart on Instagram. Peep or our, in our social... Or in our Discord. Peep our social means at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk.com. Our website is mindsatyork.com. 
You spell Yerk Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, and also encourage me not to do this dumb voice anymore, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We're available on your podcatching platform of choice, and if not, let us know and we'll try to get there. Someone say when. When. Prince Jake, as I said, I'm not an expert on Sario rips. <laughs> I don't know why, but that sounds even better in that voice. Now say your name. <laughs> I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And until then, we goosh down. No, fuck you. Five! Five! That was uh, five. Uh, yes, uh, that was uh, five. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> until then, we fight.